You may be seated. In fact, I, actually, I'm sorry. Can we stand? You know, I, it's like Simon says. Simon says, stand back up now. First of all, thank you for being here today. My name, if you don't know it already, if you came a little late, maybe, I'm Pastor DJ, Campus Pastor, hey, my, me and my wife and I, and we just love you guys so much. We love every MVP here. We love you. But we are here, and I'm here right now in place of an awesome man of God. We serve under amazing man and woman of God, Pastor Tony and Casey Stewart. I ask you to stand because I want us to honor them with a hand clap right now. There we go. <laughs> honor. Say, thank you, Jesus, for giving us a good man and woman of God to serve under, right? Visionaries. All this is not here without visionaries. Amen. And I honor each and every one of you. Now you can be seated. God bless you. Um, I will not delay any longer. I'm excited to get into this word today. It's a good one. You guys ready? I believe that people are going to be changed, set free, delivered. I'm talking about walk into purpose, walk into favor. Man, it's, it's about to happen. Amen. I'm going to preach from this key text right here. It's Matthew 11, 28 and 30. If you have your Bibles or if you don't have your Bible, you can look on the screen. God bless technology. It says this, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, then Jesus said, come to me. All you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Today's title of the sermon is From Weary to Rest. Somebody say, From Weary to Rest. Now, if you are a volunteer here or someone that we refer to affectionately as an MVP, that is someone dedicated to what? Mission, vision, and purpose. You know that one of my favorite topics, if not my favorite topic to talk about is? Okay, there we go. There's the MVPs, rest. I love talking about rest. Why? Why is rest so important? Rest isn't talking about sleeping in the bed or oversleeping, right? <laughs> rest is talking about being secure and settled in the finished works of Jesus Christ. Christ. That means that when I see adversity, I'm going to rest. Why? Because I know that Jesus took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and I have authority through him and in him. When I see financial troubles, I say, no, 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 I'm going to rest. Why? Because my God has supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. When I see strife and issues in the world, I say, my God is king. He is conqueror, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, because that's the place of rest. But before we get to rest, we got to talk about being weary <laughs> because we know if we're being truthful. In fact, let's do a quick survey. I'm going to start with my hand up because I'm going to be honest with you and be honest with me now. If you in the last month have felt tired, worn out, somebody put their hand up already. I said tired. I said, oh, good. <laughs> worn out, sick, maybe sick and tired, <laughs> exhausted, exerted. I'm just, just playing out tired. How about, in fact, keep your hands up if that's you. Look around you. Okay, look around you. Yeah. Keep your hands up if you felt that way this past week maybe. <laughs> maybe this morning because your kids wouldn't get in the car. You're like, come on now. You know we got you. We do this every Sunday, and you act like we're, we don't do this every Sunday. We all face challenges of weariness. Now, if I can put the definition of weary on the screen for my people. You guys got that? 
No, maybe not. All right, well, good thing you bring a backup. <laughs> the definition of weary is this. Thank you guys for being with me here. Mm -hmm. Weary is feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion. I'm going to say that again because I want you to get that definition. Weary is the feeling or showing of tiredness, especially as a result of excess, excessive exertion. What does that mean in, in life? We're going through challenges. We look at the news and we get tired. We got bill after bill and you get tired. You tell your kids, you raised them right, and yet they keep going wayward because it makes you tired. You look at what's happening in life and what's all around you. Maybe you lost a loved one, and then you lost another loved one. And then you lost another loved one, and it makes you tired. And every day you pick yourself up, and you try to carry yourself to where you have to go, and it feels like excessive exertion. Can I tell you, friends, that part of that is being human, right? The Bible says that in this world you will face tribulation, but have joy. Why? Because Christ has overcome the world. So what does that mean? That you may feel it, but you cannot stay there. But the first part of this message is to prepare you. My job as a pastor is to prepare you to take on the challenges of life, right? So the first part is to tell you about the schemes of the devil. See, the problem is we come to church and we get our fix, right? We get a hallelujah in, we raise our hands, we sing, and then we go back to work on Monday and get our butts kicked by the devil because we're not aware of his schemes. Maybe you can last till Wednesday, but then he kicks your butt again, right? And so enough is enough. Today we are going literally from weary to rest, and we're going to do it consistently. We have to know the devil's schemes. Why? It says it here. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says this. So that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. I'm going to say that again. So that Satan will not outsmart us, we are familiar with his evil schemes. What does that mean? This is talking to the church. The enemy comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. John 10 and 10, right? But Jesus came so that we might have life and that more abundantly. So you have to know what you are going through, right? And say, does this look like what Jesus came to give me? Or does this look like the schemes of the devil? Hmm. See, the devil comes with multiple schemes into your life. The, the first scheme is this. The first scheme of the devil is that there's free, to make you believe there's freedom outside of Jesus. What does that mean? See, let's go back to our key text real quick. Let's put the key text on the screen. I'm making the presenters work back there. Put the, there we go. Uh, in the key text, in Matthew 11, 28, 29 through 30, it says this. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy, heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Stop there. Hmm. This right here is a yoke. Now, I remember growing up in church, right? When I heard that scripture, I thought he was talking about egg yolks, right? I needed some revelation. That's why I got to bring it to make it clear. I'm like, oh, okay, take an egg yolk. What does that mean? This is a yoke, and I'm going to explain what this does in, in, in a minute. But he says, take my yoke upon you. And so what happens is when people see the yoke of Jesus and they don't have submitted hearts, oh, they're like, oh, no, not that. Not that, Jesus. No, I'm, I'm going to lose my freedom. I'm going to lose all the good things. 
In fact, I remember I invited a friend to church one time, and he said, you know, I, I like church. I feel like that's where I should be, but I don't want to give up all that stuff. I don't want to give up everything. I like getting drunk, he said. I, I like doing these things. I like doing all these things. And I don't want to give them up. How many people, maybe not you, but you know somebody who you keep bringing to church and they're like, ah, you know, that's cool, but I like doing this. And so the devil's scheme is to make you believe that this yoke from Jesus, right, that this takes away your freedom. You think you have freedom out there, but really you're yoked to the things of the world. Think about this. In that key text, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. What are they burdened by? What are they weary from carrying? Oh, I thought that was freedom out there. These people weren't at Jesus. That's why he said, come to me. So why are you weary then? What are you carrying? The yoke of the world. That's the first scheme. To make you believe there's freedom out there. The second scheme is this. To make you normalize and rationalize burdens and weariness. So what we do, and I had you do it, we're carrying this burden. We're carrying weariness around. And we look around us, and we're like, okay, well, Everybody's tired, right? I look around, okay, he's tired. In fact, I had you guys look around, everybody looked around, you saw hands up. You're like, okay, well, everybody's tired. I guess that's just what life is. You ever heard somebody say, oh, it is what it is. Hey, how's life? Well, you know what it is. You know, life is tough out there. It's rough out there. I'm trying to make it. Everybody's on prescriptions for depression, you know? Everybody drinks a little bit to deal with this anxiety. It is what it is. The devil would love to make you normalize and rationalize burdens and weariness so you stay there in a place of stuck in, stuckness. I'll make that word up. You stay in a stuckness. That is a state of being stuck, stuckness. <laughs> he wants you to stay there. But I have good news. Guess what? That's a lie of the enemy. Jesus is saying, come to me, all you who are weary exhausted and tired. Everybody put their hand up. Come to me. Those who did put their hand up, we'll do with you in a second. Come to me. Who are weary, I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to put my yoke upon you. I'm going to teach you. For my yoke is easy and the burden is light. I'm going to have an assistant come up here and help me. I'm going to demonstrate what this does. So where's my friend? Jacob, give Jacob a hand. Walter, my ministry assistant, come on up. Because as I was preparing for this, God wanted me to demonstrate what this looks like. I don't want you to be confused with what this looks like. Now, we're not about to go to the gym. Let me give some disclaimers, okay? None of this has to do with Jacob's real life. You might know him, okay? These, these, he's playing an actor right now, but he's about to feel it in real life. <laughs> so Jacob is representing us coming into the world. In fact, I want you to hold it up straight like that. So remember, the enemy's scheme is to make you believe that you're not carrying around a yoke, but we're born into sin. So you're born into this world carrying the yoke of the world. And so otherwise, you change. Now, here's what happens in life. Hmm. We pick up burdens through life. It seems small at first, right? First thing is we give burdens that we put on ourselves. This is small, right? Maybe we pick up some perfectionism as a kid, right? You know, we, we love perfection. Our, our, our parents Tell us, you know what, if you do all the right things, that's when I love you. Or maybe you feel that way. So you put the burden to be perfect on yourself. And then after that, you pick up people pleasing. Oh, wow. You pick up people pleasing and you add that onto the bar. And Jacob, is that heavy right now? No. 
Okay, no, right? And so this is what happens, right? You are a young person, maybe high school, junior high. That's oh, just a little perfection. Maybe you're an adult. Oh, you know, it's, it's just a little bit of pride. It's a little bit of perfectionism. Just a little bit of people pleasing because I want people to affirm me and love me and make me feel valuable. Then after that, you pick up some comparison and jealousy. And you add that on. And because you want to please people, and when they stop cheering you, then you feel like you lost value. So you look and see what they value on Instagram and TikTok. You look and value and see what's valued in culture and society by going on, looking in magazines and on websites. And you say, oh, I wish I had a body like that. I wish I had money like them. Look at their car. This car, this is nothing. Look at their car. And you put that burden on yourself to compete with people, then it turns into jealousy. You know what? How come they got that? I don't like them. You know what? They don't deserve that. I come to church every Sunday. What are they talking about? And they got a better car than me. And then after that, you pick up self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency is, and Jesus was talking to him about this, right? Because he said, come to me because I'm going to give you rest. See, we try to find rest on our own. We try to get all these things on our own. I'm never going to be broke again. I'm tired of being broke. So I'm going to work 80 hours a week and I'm going to get it done. They won't let me sing a church. Well, I'm going to start my own church, then I'm going to sing every Sunday. I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> Maybe no one will love me. My wife, when I want to be into my wife, she doesn't love me. So maybe I'll, or maybe she doesn't feel like a time. And so then I find self-sufficiency on the Internet. That's the burdens that you put on yourself. But then there's burdens that other people put on us because you grow up and it's not all from you, but it's from others sometimes. Maybe you grew up and you were abused verbally, mentally, physically. You didn't ask for that. You didn't ask to be touched. You didn't ask to be hurt. But it gets weighed on anyway. You didn't ask for that. And you don't seek out freedom. You feel like that's, I have to carry that the rest of my life. Starts getting heavy, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it starts getting heavy. See, this is what life looks like, right? At first, oh, this is not a big deal. It's just a little bit. I can handle this. I'm good. I got this. I'm self-sufficient, right? But then your arms start shaking a little bit. The legs start shaking because you're carrying burdens through life. As that's not enough, Your parents put unreal expectations on you. Hmm. You can handle it, Jacob. You're a man. You don't need to cry. What do you mean? Men don't cry. Suck it up. You're a woman. You're supposed to know how to cook and clean and take care of a husband right away. What do you mean? You don't know how to do that all with it. You're no good. You're not worthy of marriage. Hmm. expectations from others. And then we get other stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody here ever been insulted? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will kill you. This lightweight of insults. They said, you know, Jacob, maybe in grade school, they said, oh, you know, you're ugly. <laughs> you're not ugly, Jacob, in real <laughs> life. But in this scenario... They said, you're ugly. Can I tell you? It's funny, right? We're laughing because it's like, oh, that's funny. You know, 
How many people have ever been hurt by somebody's words in grade school and you carried that burden around for a long time? Somebody say you're fat and so now you have an eating disorder. Somebody say you're not worth it so now you're seeking validation in people's bedrooms. This is not a game. I know it's funny up here in this joke. We're talking about real burdens people carry. Somebody told you you're not smart and so you settled for less than what God made you for. How's it feeling, Jacob? Feels great. I love that because that's what y'all be saying too. I say, hey, who's, who's weary? Who's been weary this week? No, not me, Pastor. I'm blessed and filled with the glory of God. Okay. Yes, you are. But I look at your face and I can tell you're weary. You don't want to put down the yoke, don't you? Yeah. See, some of us, yeah, that's what we do. We put on that Christian mask I heard the men talked about today. And you say, oh, yeah, I'm good, Pastor. Yeah. Bless his name, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah, I can look at you. You're about to drop. This is called rejection. Everybody, I won't have you raise your hand. Anybody know somebody carrying around rejection? Jeez. Rejection, oh man, rejection is tough. Rejection is tough, rejection is tough. You were in high school and remember you were seeking perfectionism in comparison, so you were looking on the internet at women and so the girlfriend you had wasn't good enough, so you tried to go for a supermodel and then she rejected you, so now you feel like you ugly because a supermodel didn't want you. Or maybe your own mama didn't love you enough. Maybe your dad wasn't there for you, so you feel rejected and you carry rejection around in your heart. And you carry that burden and I'm not ready for a relationship. Is it heavy, Jacob? Yes. <laughs> yes it is. I'm sorry, you said what? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's a good place to get to. Honesty. That's life. But you know what? The devil comes to do what? Still killing a story. Can I tell you? I'm talking about the devil. Some of y'all watched the cartoons and thought that the devil was like a red tail thing. And okay, that's what, no. He's coming to take out your life. Can I tell you? God has given me and my wife a deliverance ministry. He don't care if it's a child. He doesn't care if it's an adult. He is attacking children. We have cast demons out of teenagers. He is not playing around. Some of them picked up the burden of carrying it around their family. Family, generational curses, environmental things. Oh, yeah, it's a burden you carry. Oh, yeah, you know, you're going to be just like your daddy. You know how your daddy was. And you carry that around. And, well, you know, the Johnsons, we all got high blood pressure, so we die early. Okay. Maybe where you're from. Everyone around you is broken and hurt. They're destroyed. Jacob, you got to pick it back up the burden, brother. Pick it back up. You got to pick the burden back up, man. That's life, right? I know, I know you want rest, but there you go. God bless you, man of God. The last one we're going to put on is religion and church hurt. Now, what does that mean? Let's dig into religion and church hurt. You got to carry that burden, brother. Because that's what people are doing, right? I want you guys to see this is what life looks like for many people. You're trying to, he's sweating. I wish you could see the beads of sweat. And you're trying to hold it together. You're trying to make it work the best you can, but it gets heavy. That religious thing, though, so enough. So, right, so you, you finally put it down. You say, I'm coming to church. And the spirit of religion comes to you. 
And it's like, you know what, Jacob, you can't sing. You can't join the worship team. You don't sing good enough. You a woman, what? You want to you preach? You better put that skirt on. I see you wearing pants. That's no good. See, religion is, he talks about it in Matthew 15, 8 and 9. He says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teaching are merely human rules. How many people have ever, just be real in this one, have ever had church hurt where you came looking for an answer at church and the pastor said, maybe he did. Maybe you thought he was supposed to do something. He didn't meet your expectation. He didn't even do anything wrong. And we carry that burden of church hurt. Now, here's a real example of what happens, though. Can I, can I take it deep for a second? Can I, can I go deep? Did I have your permission? Okay. I was talking about deliverance ministry, right? Well, here we go. See, because, because of church hurt, he's like, well, the people at church, they don't love me. They don't take care of me. And so you want relief, Jacob, don't you? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I'll give you some relief, Jacob. Where'd my ministry assistant go? There we go. Come on, ministry assistant. You want some relief. Well, guess what? Ministry assistant, could you? See that, if you want some relief, I, I, I know you've been rejected. I know you feel like nobody loves you. You know who never rejects you? I know you, you want your wife or maybe your husband. You know, you want to be intimate, but they keep trying. They have a headache. You know who never has a headache? It's pornography. Come on, let's go over here, brother. Let's look at pornography Ooh. real quick. Hold on, here, here, let's take off some weight. Take off the weight. You're going to feel better if you just do that. Come on. You're going to feel a lot better. Come on. There you go. Hold up the weight. Hold it up. Let's take this off now. There we go. Yeah, take it off. Pornography is right over here. There we go. It feels better, doesn't it? Right? A little bit? Oh. No? Okay. Come on. Come on. No, no, come on. Let's go, let's, let's go look at this pornography. Okay. And then I know there's a lot of anxiety from dealing with all that weight at work. So let's, let's take off some more. Let's give you a release. And then, we'll, here, we'll come on, it's getting easier now, right? Here, and so all you have to do is take these pills, drink that drink, get a little drunk, and you'll, it starts to get lighter, right? You don't have to feel it. No, come on, the drink's over here. The drink's over here. The drink's over here. The drink's here. So, you know, so the, you get the, you get the drink, and then there's some pills he wants you to take, and then you want to make it at work, right? Because you can be comparing yourself to other people on social media, and you want that car they got, you want the house. So all you have to do to make it, is lie at work, tell them you did more than you did, and then they'll give it to you, right? And so let's take some more weight off because then that, you could deal with that, right? That feels better. It feels better? Yeah. Oh, come on. That's, that's a little relief. And what you don't realize is that you've entered now into a stronghold because you're taking a way out because you want a way out. You want a And what you are yoked to is demonic way of thinking. Hmm. You are yoked to the world. Why did Jesus say, come all you who are weary and heavy laden, means that people put stuff on you are heavy burdens. Now your mind, see, because now, Jacob, well, you want to give up pornography, don't you? Yes. Too bad. Stronghold. Lasciviousness is called when you want to put the brace on and you can't stop. Hmm. You want to stop taking those drugs I told you to? Yes. Too bad. You're addicted now because... Yeah, I know it's heavy. Too bad. You thought you was getting relief? No, this is going to be all on you. I'm going to put it on your kids. I'm going to put it in your neighborhood. I'm going to put it on your children. I'm going to put it everywhere you go. It feels light at first, right? But no, no, no. You guys ready for the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ? Hmm. The gospel is this. Jesus comes. Where's my Jesus at? There's Jesus. Let's go back. Lift it up, man. Come on. There we go.
Jesus comes, and this is what he says. He says, come to me, all who are heavy laden. I'm going to put my yoke upon you. So now you have the yoke. Take this in, Jacob. You take this in, Jesus. Come on, step on straight up. There we go. And now you are, this yoke that you were, you were worried about, you're yoked up with Jesus now. Let me explain what this yoke means. This yoke is used for beast of burden. What it does is it allows them to work together, right? And then they work together. They plow the field. They plow the field. They plow the field. And you put a stronger ox, usually when you're training a new one, with a weaker ox, and then they can carry the burden together. You see, you think that you're free in the world, but really you're by yourself, isolated, carrying the burden. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Does that feel lighter, Jacob? Yes. Okay, so it feels lighter because why? You have someone to help you take the yoke. So let me tell you what rest looks like in Jesus. Right? We said from weary to rest. Here's what rest looks like. Number one. Here's what rest looks like. Number one. Rest is Jesus breaking the old yokes and burden. See, what happens is Jesus comes and he starts taking off that old stuff that used to easily weigh you down and keep you from running the race. And he starts releasing it. He takes the weight off. All of a sudden, you have a choice now because that, that demon can't get to you. Why? Because you have Jesus on your side now. Jesus is in you. He's on you. And he starts taking off some of the burdens. Right? He takes off some of the burdens. Some come off instantly. Some take a while. You might need some deliverance. That's real, right? You think you come to Jesus and you're done after that. But no. That's why you got to keep coming to church. Feels a lot better now, Jacob, doesn't it? See, here's the thing. We love Jesus the Savior. Jesus came and he saved the day. Thank you, Jesus, you're my Savior. But now he's Lord. So you're yoked up with Jesus now. So when Jesus says go forward, you go forward. Jesus says stop, you go back. See, when you have oxen and a yoke, it's not the yoke that controls them. It's actually the voice of the farmer behind them. He says go this way, go right, go there. Either way, you are yoked up to something and the voice is telling you what to do. What will you do? So this is called Jesus is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that you are saved, right, by confessing that Jesus is Lord. Lord is someone who tells you what to do. He owns the property. He owns and tells you a land, Lord. See, we got to get used to Jesus being Lord. His yoke is easy. The burden is light. See, now the burden is light. Jesus' rest is breaking the old yokes and burdens. He says, come to me who are left. I'm going to give you rest. Number two thing that rest does. Rest is not the absence of purpose, but absolute peace within your purpose. I want to say that again. Rest is not the absence of purpose, but it's absolute peace in purpose. You see, this means work. This means responsibility. A lot of times we want to come to church and say, okay, good, Jesus, take the wheel. We love that song. No, no, no. This means that you are a beast of burden. And what are you working? You're working in the field. Jesus said when he looked at all the people, he saw they were confused. He said, the laborers are plenty. I'm sorry, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. See, why are the laborers few? See, the harvest, what's the harvest? It's the souls of Jesus Christ. You're part of the harvest. Tampa's the harvest. Your neighborhood's the harvest. The world's the harvest. The challenge is there's not enough people who are on the plow with Jesus to work the harvest. 
What happens to harvest that isn't taken care of? It rots. It goes to demise. Rest in Jesus means that you are tied to the plow. You are tied to the mission and saying, God, wherever you go, I'm going. In fact, God says, go forward. I'm going forward. I'm, I'm going forward to the nations. Go forward. There we go. We're going forward to the nations. He says, go to the left, right? Because he's your Lord. You're listening. And Jesus is with you the whole time. And now you could do it with peace and in rest. Why? Because you're with Jesus. You don't have to carry the load by yourself. Somebody give Jesus some praise about that. Amen. Mm. Here's the last part about rest in Jesus as I come to a close. Number three, rest is being able to freely give and receive the blessings of God. Oh, where's Maddie at? Maddie, come on up, please. Thank you. I know she's like, surprise. This is what rest looks like. See, in fact, will you go back, Jacob, and this, this, is, this is pre-Jesus. There we go. So Jesus, go ahead and step back. He, done, he, he didn't want to come to you yet. And so you go through life and a wonderful woman wants to say, Jacob, I want you in my life. Take my hand. In fact, reach out your hand. Jacob, can you grab her hand? Nope, you can't. Why? Because you're burdened. Jacob, there's a blessing out there for you. I want you to grab it. Grab, grab the blessing of God. Uh, uh, you're tied to your burdens. How about, can you, can you give? Can you give? The church needs the resources you have. Remember how hard you worked? The church needs the resources. Can, can you give, Jacob? No, you can't give, can you? Can I, can I tell you, so many of us are walking around in the burdens, and we can't even realize the purpose that God has for us. We can't receive the blessings that God has for us. We can't receive. We're walking around in brokenness because we're carrying the burden alone. But watch this. When Jesus comes, hey, Rob. When Jesus comes, he takes the burden. Maddie, can you reach out your hand again? She wants to be, oh, my goodness, look at that. He can reach out and he can grab it. Praise God. The house I want to give you, can you grab it now, Jacob, with that hand? You can. Oh, you can grab the house. Can you grab the car? You can grab the car. Can you give a car away now? Blessings. Blessings. Let's give my ministry sisters a hand. You guys can put that down. Thank you, guys. Put it back there so I don't trip on it. Here's what I want to demonstrate. I hope that demonstrates to you this principle. Jesus is saying, come to me. Why should you come to Jesus? Because you are weary. Carrying around the burdens of life, whether you put them on yourself or someone unfairly put them on you. I'm going to give you the scripture. It's Psalms 116 and 7. It says this I said to myself, this is the mess, I love the message version of it. Relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. Do you realize how blessed you are? Do you realize that God is showering you with blessings, but you're so busy holding on to the cares of this world? that you can't even receive them. I'm not going to waste any more time. There's people in this room today, I hear the Spirit of God saying, come, come, come. Every eye closed, every head bowed. As a sign of faith, here's the thing when Jesus says, come to me. Jesus is sovereign. 
you don't get Jesus whenever you want to. When he shows up in the place as he is right now, he's saying, come. If you're ready to come to Jesus, you say, I'm tired of carrying this load by myself. I'm tired of carrying around perfectionism. I'm tired of carrying around the abuse that happened to me. I'm tired of carrying around trying to be perfect for everybody. I'm tired of carrying around feelings of being a bad mother. I'm tired of carrying around feelings of grief. I've lost loved ones and I still haven't gotten over it. I'm tired of carrying around my past, the insults of others. I'm tired of carrying that around and I need Jesus. I need Jesus desperately today. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Throw your hand up if that's you today. I see hands, I see hands. I need Jesus. Maybe you have Jesus, but then you let your hand off and you grab some of those old burdens. Jesus came to your life and he tried to take it away. But you said, no, 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 Jesus. I like that addiction. It makes me feel good. Keep your eyes closed, head down. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody is judging you. Put your hands up. You're saying, I need Jesus. I need a refilling. Maybe I have him, but I need a refilling. I need faith to drop it. I see hands all over the room right now. Eyes closed, head bowed. I see hands all over the room. What does that mean? Jesus is coming, and here's his promise. Here's the gospel. Here's the good news of Jesus Christ. He says, come to me. Take my yoke upon you. I'm going to help you carry the load. You don't have to carry that anymore. And when I come, my yoke is easy and the burden is light. That means that you think that it's going to be hard, but it's not. Why? I'm going to give you my character. I'm gentle and I'm lowly at heart because I'm humble. I love you. I gave myself for you before you could even choose me. I've been waiting on you to give me the bar the whole time. Today's the day. And I want everybody to repeat this prayer, but that's you. Say it to Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord, for taking my place and taking the bar. Then I couldn't afford to hold myself. You took my sins. You took the weight. You took the pain. You took the shame. And in exchange, you gave me new life. I believe you died for me, Jesus. I believe you rose for me, Jesus. Now, take the lead in my life. I'm not going back and picking up the old weights. I choose to follow you as Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together. Celebrate. Now, here's the thing I'm going to do. I'm going to invite back the worship team right now. And here's what we're going to do. people in this room who need to come to the altar. Here's why. Remember I got deep with you? Many Christians are carrying around the weights of the world and we've entered strongholds that we weren't supposed to have. Can I tell you a secret? I told you about me and my wife's deliverance ministry that God blesses with for the people of God. So far, only demons we've cast out are out of spirit-filled believers. You weren't meant to carry that load alone. Now, when you come to the altar, that doesn't mean that you have a demon, so don't worry. You might. But you're coming up here and saying, God, I choose you. God, I want to be free. It might be something as simple, a lightweight, right? Those little weights. As, you know, God, I want to overeat. I want to stop overeating, but I can't. 
God, I'm, I'm tired of overthinking everything. I need to trust you more. It could be something like, God, I'm, I'm tired of waiting on the blessings of God and I want to give up. Maybe it's, God, I need to give you this abuse I've dealt with and I'm going to leave it here at the altar. I'm not picking it back it up. But I'm going to ask everybody to stand up right now and we're going to worship the King of Kings. And if that's you, maybe it's maybe it's that the cares of the world make you want to give up right now. Maybe it's give up as run out on your family. Maybe it's give up as give up on a job. Maybe it's give up like suicide. Jesus is here. He says, I will give you rest. Rest for your souls. What does that mean? In your mind, your will, and your emotion, I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to take the weight of the world off you. I'm going to take the weight of your pain off of you. I'm going to teach you, is what he says, how to overcome that, how to walk through this. I might not take it away right away, but I'm going to teach you how to endure. When I say wait three months, it's not because I want to hurt you. It's because I'm gentle and I'm humble, he says. And if I gave it to you now, you couldn't handle it. But in three months from now, if you just hold on long enough, if you don't go back to the weight to relieve the stress of the pain, I will be with you. You will see the promises of God. If that's you, come up to the altar. When you come to the altar, we're going to worship. Now come up here and look at me. I don't have an answer. I know the answer. The answer is in me. But don't look at me. I want you to worship the King of Kings. Amen.